You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Andrew Berman of Other Half Brewing stops by to talk about the importance of community and why their beer just makes you smile. Check it out. Drinking on job, it's not just wine, sometimes it's beer. I am here today and very happy to be sitting with Andrew Berman, co-founder of Other Half Brewing Company, a local brewery in New York City. And uh, I have to tell you, we are on speed dial with Whole Foods. All the wine geeks in the office, we get as much as we can and disappeared. And Andrew was kind enough to actually bring some today so we can taste. Thanks for coming on, man. Of course. Thank Uh, you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So um, one of the things I I like about Other Half that you mentioned on your uh, website is that um, uh, you bring local neighborhoods and community together. And I think what what is interesting because it's that's uniquely different than the idea of just this whole big umbrella of like craft brewery, mm-hmm. and I think craft brewery became a or like a craft brew became like a punchline along with like a Prius and <laughs> y- y- you know it's just I know like what you mean. and and I'm like and I I like the the idea and the concept that you bring in communities together. Um, I also really dig the whole idea of just a, a brewery being the backbone of a community, like a like a church or, or public house <laughs> in Ireland, you know? Uh, yes, just as important as church. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, uh, you know, 100 years ago, everybody had their, their own local breweries. And uh, you, you bring your growler down, you bring your fill, you get your bottles, um, just going down the street like you're picking up groceries. And that's what we sort of, you know, when you go into Bushwick, there's still a huge amount of breweries out there that, right. we, you know, old buildings. But when we were building this place, we were like, we wanted to have fresh beer and we wanted people there and want to be convivial and have that like sort of, you know, that companionship that happens when you're sitting over a glass of beer or wine or whatever it might be. Um, and, it, and it's similar to wine where, you know, your village is your village and you drink your wine. It's sort of like, oh. you know, Carroll Gardens is your village and you're going to drink the beer that you can't, there's no wine there, but yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, some I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I never thought about that, but right. If you broke Brooklyn into villages of like Burgundy, you know, there'd be like Poligny Montrachet, <laughs> Chasson Montrachet, Santonet, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're etches though. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> you're Grand Cru, man. You're Brooklyn. Of course you are. Uh, so what is the inspiration behind, uh, like what's the, was there a beer that flipped a switch and you're like, Oh my God, I love beer. Um, what I mean, your background is? My background is in culinary. I was actually a chef, and my one partner was a chef, and my other partner was a brewmaster, and we all took a long road to figure out we were friends, and um, got together, and we did a, a pop-up dinner here in uh, Soho about ten years ago at this point. And uh, Sam, my partner, Sam Richardson, the brewmaster, was did the beers, and Matt Monahan and me did the food for it. And uh, really got like rave reviews, and we did it over a weekend, and we're like, "This is pretty cool." And people are like, "Oh, can I buy this beer? Can I do this? Can I?" Do that? And we're like, "We should just do this." And we we're just stupid enough to think it could work, and somehow it did. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that the, the biggest moment was that uh, you know uh, Matt and I were friends before this, and we were just hanging out, and he was homebrewing, and we were you know drinking beers and having fun, and it was just like you know it was cool, and it was like fun, and it was simple, and uh, you know I don't know how we have 150 employees now and have three locations, but it's That's it was. That's pretty crazy. Because yeah. how how old is the brewery now? Uh, we're about seven and a half now. Right. Um, so, uh, when you first started, what was what was the market like uh, then? I had uh, Garrett Oliver, and we talked about like Brooklyn was not even cool. It wasn't a brand, and like he trucked everything. Um, yeah. What's the difference now? 
You think? Um, you know, the difference between now and when Brooklyn started, there, there's a huge amount. But like, uh, you know, shout out to, to Garrett as always because mm. you know, half when he ever comes down the brewery, he always brings a couple bottles of wine to share. You're like, thanks, Garrett. <laughs> he, he's a cool. He's a cool guy. Yeah, there's no, yeah. nothing better than him. I'll but, say uh, he's been masterful. You're you're you are a chef prior. He is masterful at challenging psalms and chef to like, let's do a food and wine pairing, and I'm going to bring beer and I'm going to kick your ass. He's, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been I've been many places with him having dinner, and there's nothing yeah. more enjoyable than having a sharing a glass of wine or beer with him. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, but I say the, the major difference is just you know, uh, people's people's knowledge. Um, you know, um, when Brooklyn started, you know, the, the Indian Pale Ale and then some other like core brands. Uh, but now people are adventurous. I mean, we're staring at three beers, mm-hmm. um, one called Vapor Rings and a beer called Vapor, you know, um, Bagel and Schmear. And I think people are just um, a lot more willing to try their local local brewery and have a little bit of an adventure. When you come mm-hmm. down to, you know, and I think we have a really it's fun. You, you turn the corner on center street where we are. You still are like, man, this is Brooklyn. You're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, re- it's real Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. Like, it's just across from McDonald's and, right. and underneath the BQE. So, right. it, it, but, uh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's different, but it's the same. And, and people are just more willing. And I think the the road that, that Brooklyn and Garrett paved, we're riding on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also fits a perfect, uh, like, ethos at the time of capture the zeitgeist of like let's support local why are we why are we eating asparagus brought in from chile (laughs) like why are we eating more seasonally why aren't we supporting local um and i imagine most of your hops and uh, things like that or some of it is all local but you're i mean you're you uh, you said you have uh, 150 employees i'm sure you're you know local you know supporting the local economy and um We do our best. You know, mm-hmm. we do our best. I think um, we do everything we can. Um, as we were talking about our, our, our programs up in uh, Finger Lakes, our Canandaigua Finger Lake location, um, they do natural beers, naturally fermented, using local products, um, 100% from New York State malt. Um, and then our other beers use some New York State malt and some New York State hops. But, you know, we're using what we have sort of positioned ourselves as is like we are experimental and we're trying to get the best product we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... The, the Nelson that we have in that Bagel and Schmear beer, which is a, a New Zealand hop, um, we went and handpicked. And right. we went over there and, you know, the... You went the, to New Zealand? Yeah. Oh, and great. Right. It was amazing. You know, the Sauvignon Blanc is quite tasty, I'll say. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> All right, we're going to have to... Uh, let's just pour beer. <laughs> yeah. pour but it's, you know, we're trying to do the best we can. And uh, I think that's where uh, we really try to separate ourselves is, is whatever product we're doing, we're going to try to do it to the utmost. Well, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, shit to go to New Zealand to actually like hunt this thing down um, says everything because um, it's not a gimmick, right? Yeah. And that's the, that's what's obvious. Uh, I mean, my friends who are like real uh, beer geeks are the one who turned me on mm-hmm. to, to you guys. Yeah. They're like, D- you gotta you gotta grab this. And my, my buddy Alex is like, you know, they're at Whole Foods. And we start talking to the beer guy at Whole Foods and like literally you can call us when it's in and we'll just kind of take what's on your shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I told him you were coming down, uh, he wasn't here. He's like, oh, my God, and, like, drop beer. He's like, it was like Christmas for him. Yeah. But um, so tell, tell us, so we're drinking this. Also, the labels are really freaking cool. Well, thanks. Right. Uh, so we're drinking this one. This is actually from our D.C. location. Um, this is a beer called Forever Strata, which is one of our single hop um, beers from, from there, uh, from D.C. Um, it is also has a, a product called Phantasm in it, which is um, actually from the, the must and the pomace of uh, Sauvignon Blanc grapes, mm-hmm. uh, freeze-dried, and then um, to release the thiols. So it has a, a fruitiness to it, a white wine characteristic to it. And most of the, and Strata is a, a, a New Zealand hop as well. 
um, and it is uh, has these grassy notes, um, bright, a little bit of strawberry on it, we think. Yep. Um, but it's, it's just a really simple beer, and this is the 6.5% one, um, double dry hop, so it's, it's, it's strong but flavorful, and I think, you know, it's a great rendition of what we do in the, the lower range of ABV. Yeah. I love this. I think, um, you know, I... Uh, it's so funny. Everyone talks about gooseberry in New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is that on gooseberry?" Right? It's such a point of reference that it's gross. <laughs> really, it was really weird. I just had one. I just had one like two days ago, and like, oh, I kind of get the gooseberry thing, but yeah, I think it's more strawberry, yeah. and it does have this kind of wine thing. Mm. And I got to tell you, the trend is going low ABV, right? It seems like and people are more interested in. Uh, you know, it's very funny. We we internally are constantly like, we want four percent beers. We want six percent beers. Taking alcohol, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, alcohol, alcohol, uh, ABV, and uh, you know we'll put them out. That's so good. Yeah. And uh, the eight percent beers crush them. The ten percent beers crush them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, all right, we're, we're trying, but it's a, uh, it's funny. Like, the people who most who drink for a living or, or drinking yeah. on the job here, yeah. um, we want the six percent ones. We want the four percent ones. We want something crisp, clean, and right. and and has like flavor, but isn't overpowering. Um, but a lot of our customers and. And and people like and, and people come in really love these 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 punches in the mouth and right. they love uh, these triple dry hop beer. We we made a, a, a triple dry hop beer, which is like even hot, crazy for us. Um, you know, it has 12, 13 pounds of hops per barrel, which is insane. That's, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. And um and they they it What's was the sold alcohol that, on that. Like, uh, that was only like a uh, I think that was only an eight percent beer, but it was it it sold out instantaneously. Wow. <laughs> and and so it's very funny like. We're, we're always, you know, hopefully educating the, the customers and they're constantly trying new things. And they're like, you know, on a Monday, maybe I don't want a triple. Maybe I just want this Pilsner. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I got to say, I think for me, trending wise, I, I, I look for wines that are a little lower in alcohol right now because if, if it is a Monday or if I'm going to have yeah. a couple bottles, I really don't want to start it. Like, you know, I mean, if you're in, if you're in the Southern Rhone Chateau Nifta Pop, average wine, 14.5, 15% alcohol. I, I was drinking one yesterday and yeah. I was like, I can't drink any more of this. I, it, it's it, 11 o'clock. <laughs> well, right. it, it's crazy. But do you think the, um, like in wine, I find uh, some people like high, high alcohol wine because the alcohol actually gives the wine a, some tension you don't really taste the alcohol but it, it, mm-hmm. it it's it's a little more volatile it has more tension does it do the same thing in beer uh i'd say it would do something similar um the alcohol comes with a lot with it you right. know it, like since it has more alcohol it has more it has more sugars in it it mm-hmm. has more mouthfeel it has more umph right. to it and so when you you drink these beers you're like this is orange juice like yeah, it, they're yeah, thicker yeah. on the palate yeah they have more more flavor mm-hmm. um you know and this one's dry and crisp it's six and a half percent but like Sometimes you want something that's going to knock your socks off. And those beers, when they're hopped well and they're, uh, you know, the alcohol is not hidden, but it's like within the flavor, they're delicious. But like you feel it. You definitely feel it. I always find with beer, I have this thing where like, um, I don't care if, if it's like seven or six o'clock and I'm going out, I'm hanging out, I'll have a couple of four beers, whatever. Um, But if like one beer at the end of the night, the... if I'm having one higher alcohol thing does it helps slow me down a little bit where I'm like all right I think I can just yeah. uh, kind of kind of um uh crash here um but uh, so you do a lot of pale ales right you do Indian pale you do dry hop double hop can you explain a little bit just what those differences are for people who are listening sure. so they can understand the yeah, labels yeah. uh so pale usually a pale ale is a lower ABV lower hopped beer mm. um we do uh you know four percent five percent beers that we call pale ales Indian pale get a little higher ABV a little higher hop ratios um and usually at other half we the more alcohol the more hops it gets mm-hmm. um just because the beer can handle it more um double dry hopping is double dry hopping instead of you know five pounds per barrel we're upping it to like eight or so um 
but it's it's you know it, we just put a lot of hops in the beer and we yeah. sort of it, it goes with that that alcohol content and so bit. with the with the hops it's like you know it you're getting a lot more intense intensive flavors right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. correct uh there was one beer i can't remember the one that like tastes like weed to me because you do make <laughs> well, <laughs> it was yeah. like cannabis uh, I mean, there's a couple but uh, some of the um the stacks on stacks i didn't see you had in here but has a a, a great um uh, sort of like the terpene like that's dankness. exact that's that was the yeah. one you mentioned and, it yeah and so some some people really uh really when you when you crack open some a, a fresh container of weeds sometimes you do uh feel that same sort of terp- terpenes and like vials all right all right do you do you see us sometime soon making uh or have you experimented with cannabis uh, we, it's crazy expensive to do it but it's like, actually not it's not, no? we, we in, in in dc we're actually we have a bigger facility and more experimental stuff so we are um looking at doing it you can't mix alcohol and um thc right now right. um but we are looking at doing thc products and we just came out with our seltzer and we're looking at um uh, NA beers to be able to add some. Um, oh, that would make sense. Some NA beers right. to add uh, uh, THC to as well. Right, and that uh, and does it have that kind of like terpene, uh, kind of? Uh, you know, they're weed they're much danker. Right, but we are trying to balance it out with the hop content and seeing it. So this is a, a lot of stuff that we're talking about right now. We 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 pilot over at our Domino Park facility mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Um, and we'll do a small batch and see if it works and, and go through it all. This is all, you know, seeker guys. So don't tell anybody, but we're, 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 uh, we're working on all that stuff. Uh, what I love is like, so you have a bagel and schmear, you have vapor rings, you have this, and then you have like peach sour. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, we were discussing earlier how much I love sour beer because it's like the perfect, you know, citrus, kombucha, mm-hmm. cider kind of, um, uh, a thing, but uh, how many beers do you make at any given? I mean, it's cyclical, right? I'm sure you have releases, and yes, it is cyclical in, in right. a way. We're trying to get better at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, we do a, we do probably in a, in a given week we come out with 20 beers, probably 16 of them or something we've done before. Right. 18. Um, we have collabs with friends of ours. We have you know new one-off beers, um, but we we do have a basically a, a, a hit list you know tier one tier two two three and tier ones are made once a month tier right. twos are made once every other month and tier threes are made once a quarter so tier one drives the economic machine behind the yeah board, and right? it's also the ones where you come in and you're like you know we didn't want someone that has heard about other half from iowa you right. know come into the tap room and not be able to get one of the one get a beer sure. that they've right. heard of mm-hmm. you know like bagel and schmear we make once every six months and vapor rings we make every the uh, vapor rings are pretty pretty uh popular but we make that every like month and a half mm. um but we wanted people to come in and get all citra everything and we wanted people to come in and get mylar bags right and the stacks on stacks beers these beers that are like core to us um not necessarily flagships because they're not right. around 100 percent of the time but um to be there so people could enjoy them and, and recognize something so are you at the point now where like no matter what you make people take their allocation uh and covid has changed everything in the world yeah, but yeah it's so. it's it's still it's still similar um we we're very very lucky to have a great fan base and customers who come in and who supported us all through covid and, and supported our staff and and us um but they but we are you know still figuring out what, what the yeah. post-covid world looks like but we're doing great we're doing really well right now but it's just really great to see familiar faces back in the right. top room right. um, and that's one of the biggest things uh we've really learned it was like it's you know, dropping beer off in people's trunks while they drive by and oh. text you is like fun, but it doesn't yeah, necessarily that's... like give you any like 
heartwarming and now it's nice to see shake hands and, and, and hug we were totally stoked to see you guys at whole foods because there's mm. one around the corner and uh congrats and that i think says a lot about the quality you have uh and the beer guy there says he'll take whatever you guys mm-hmm. uh, throw mm-hmm. at him and uh and uh, my friends who are beer geeks will do the same thing if there's they don't have bagel and schmear they have the what's the one with the pizza slices on it uh that is called uh 99 cent i believe up <laughs> yeah, here just like <laughs> we, have, we had to take a second because right. we actually have two pizza beers we have uh jumbo slice in dc if anyone's from dc listening that's like their uh, late night uh if you're an adams morgan there's a there's jumbo slice is what you get and uh, it's slices the size of your head and up here it's 99 cent so um, i just think it's funny because my my real beer geek friends and i'm surrounded by you know wine people love beer um, and they'll just take anything and everything that uh, they can get from you guys. So let's do the bagel and schmear. Right. We'll get there. Um, and then earlier we were talking about you make wines collaboratively with, um, and did you say Black Forest, which is a 300-year-old? Oh, yeah, we, we, do, we do collaborative products projects um, all the way around. Like um, um, this, actually, today we released a beer with um, Nathan Kendall. Um, okay. up, in, up in the Finger Lakes is a, a pretty good winemaker up there, great winemaker up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use some of his um, pomace and made a, 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 an unbelievable beer that somehow ended up tasting like Lambrusco. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but we also just did a collaboration with a, a place called Rot House, mm-hmm. um, and that's out of Batty Shoal, which is in the Black Forest, and they're uh, 260 years old or something, and it was like the first collab they've ever done. And um, they do a beer called, this, this Rot House beer is a, is a, a, a a beer drinker's beer. It's a malty pilsner um, lager that everybody loves, and um, it, it, you know it has a gold foil wrapper on it and out of bottles. It just you, you feel like you're drinking in a lager when you drink it. Right. And um, so, how do they reach out to you guys? I mean, because weirdly, like it was like uh, one of their distributors um, was a friend of a friend, and um, he saw the label. We did a a rip off of their label with a on one of our pilsners and they were like this is really cute and we're like okay cool do you want to do something and they're like of course we do and we're like really (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we're we're, we're, you know you're surprised that people know who you are still so it was was, was really fun but that's that's pretty badass street cred to Mm -hmm. have like a a 300 year old german brewery you want to do something well it's really funny that like the customers have loved it and done everything but like I've gotten more text messages from other brewer friends than any other beer we've ever done. Wow. I'm like, man, well done. You're like, yeah, thanks, man. I'm like, cool. It's like one of those, it's just like in the streets, like people are like, yo, man, good job. It's, it's of, yeah, your friends get really lucky or successful and yeah. you're like, what kind of magic did you pull off right yeah. here? God, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Um, so the Bagel and Schmear is a double dry hop, right? So Double dry hop, seven and a half percent. This one features Citra, which is one of the bigger hops we use. Um, bright, piney grapefruity um but it also has that um nelson savon which is from new zealand which does have some of that that quote-unquote gooseberry and then it has el dorado which is an older uh, american hop yeah it's got a little like smoky kind of component yep, too. Yeah. i totally dig yeah and so it's totally different than this other the the forever strata that we tried first um but it has like a i like this beer because it's bright it's clean mm-hmm. um but it also has like a real ump to it and it's mm-hmm. not overly abv even that's seven and a half and then earlier we were chatting. You you make a beer with um, Saparavi, which is a uh, uh, Saparavi, which, which is um the the um the beer we were talking about it for um that we released today. Right. Um. So it's a one of the the grapes that uh, Nathan Kendall is using up there. And oh, that's what um, I can't. So okay. it's uh it's that's really like cool. Georgia, like Georgia, the, not the not, not the, the state, southern state, not the <laughs> state, the country, as we like uh, to say. Uh, that was a great pull. I couldn't believe. It. I had a Wikipedia <laughs> that before I knew where that from. It's a Georgian grape that is uh. Uh, oh fuck! Oh, so sorry. What's the name? Tur- tur- it's Terrassian or something. Where the the 
the flesh is red as well as the skin is yeah, red. Yeah, I think it's called Tarashian. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't like, remember the name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> only wine geeks would know. Like, yeah. oh, really? That's interesting. And so uh, everyone else, like, who gives a shit? But. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and so this 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 beer, which was a New York 100% New York pale malt, and um, uh, with with the the grapes added, pumice added, and it just has this unbelievable flavor and really great mouthfeel because of like all of the the sugars and mm. and and, and, and uh, carbonation, but. Um, very very limited and we like we made 250 bottles of it um, wow. okay. and so uh, we we have some left in uh, if you're in the city we, we have some left in Canandaigua and some left in uh, uh, New York but on, on Center Street on Center Street so mm-hmm. so, so pop by yeah. um, so let's get to the third beer but what what is the um what, what is the driving passion to be so creative and continue to just like I mean there's nothing I guess that's what I, I think there's the big difference between like craft who just do these traditional like oh this is our summer lager mm. this is our you know our winter you know stout <laughs> yeah uh, i think we didn't want to be bored yeah and i think it feels it because the labels are fucking who does the labels uh we uh, these three are actually done by different people that yeah. was the one bagel and schmear was done by one of our designers uh megan penman um the vapor rings i believe was done by um a company that we have um Call shoot the small stuff. I'm not sure. And right. then this one was done by our, our designers in house. Um, they're so cool. Yeah, I mean, they, so, they, they jump out on the shelf. Yeah, and, and it, it is. It's funny. We never had them on shelves before, so it's it's we're we're tinkering a little bit so mm-hmm. people can recognize that it's other half, but 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 still try it. Um, but it's a it's a it's it's really innovation is at the core of what we do, um, and it's it's one of those things where we're just trying to. It was it wasn't bad with one brewery. It was okay with two and now with three we're like holy moly man like we got to keep going and um you know just spreading the beers out and having great conversations and our our staff really is helpful with it um just was at a brainstorm with them today about you know 20 different names they came up with and um you know there's just something it's funny you can be like that name doesn't work but that one does and you're like how like but do do you have any like uh like I, I was talking to another brewer once and he's like it's so crazy to come up with names because you think something like who's going to have bagel and schmear like this it's like copyrighted a hundred times like you can't touch it like yeah. is that an issue you run into it must be right um you know i will say that some of the problems i've been with oh, with uh um with when we do beers that have certain adjuncts in them that are proprietary, we get into trouble. Those okay. are the ones I, I can't mention names. Okay. <laughs> looking at you, Hershey's. Um, <laughs> no, just, I'm looking at, you know, whatever. You just gotta be careful. Like that's where the, the, the copyrights really come in is when you're like, this is a Butterfinger Stout. And, right. Or this is a, if you keep off the name brands and things like that and you know, don't put Oreo on the label, you're pretty much okay. Okay. Um, but the, it is funny. There is, I don't think there's another vapor rings, but like you're, I'm constantly amazed. You like, going to the untapped which is like the the you know the rating system for uh, beer and you like type in a name you're like how is this a name like who thought no, of this I, I mean I've, I've thought of the same thing it's kind of like when you you uh, you want to find a passcode for whatever everything you need a goddamn passcode for you're like how is that taken it's my name and the name of my dog like <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy exactly uh, so we are on vapor rings right now and so what where are we as far as like what this beer is about um because this is a pale ale as well, right? This is yeah. a, a true double IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's oh, it smells great. Wow. Um, you know, it's 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 a different. It's I'm, sort of like I'm, herbal and, and beautiful citrus on the nose. It's a it's uh, you know this is one of our like quote unquote flagships. Um, I think it's one of our better ones. We put this everywhere. 
Uh, very creamy compared to the other two. It's like mm. definitely more, uh, uh, more dense, complex, well, richer. Th yeah, this one. So this is a lot more oats in it. So ah, that's what that is. Yeah. So that that's when, when you ask one yeah. of the differences between us and like Brooklyn are. Um, they, they didn't really use much oats back in 1990, yeah. uh, 95. Like the oats have come come along in the last like 10 years. Um, to really give mouthfeel to beers. Um, this one also, again, has the Citra, which the Begelin Smear has, but this also has Galaxy, which is a New Zealand hop, and then Nelson, which is the, um, mm. uh, I'm sorry, Galaxy, which is an Australian hop, and Nelson, which is a New Zealand hop. So it has this um, mouthfeel that really is, carries the hops much better. And then 8.5%, um, it just has, and a little bit of lactose as well. Um, it rounds out the flavor a little bit. Um, so do you introduce lactose, like lactobacillus, like a bacteria, or? Lactose, like, milk oh okay <laughs> yeah okay. so that's the that was probably in the last five years that's become po popular mm -hmm. um i don't love lactose sometimes but a little bit really rounds the beer oh, out no, this, and, this and, and brings out some kind of like a and, it, it. And, and it also doesn't ferment so it has right. a sweetness to it that right. um you know it's just different. You know, we'll, we'll talk to some of the uh, wine producers and be like, you guys should add some lactose to this and really bring out the, the roundness of the beer. Um, yeah, that's a, that's really a kind of kind of crazy. What um, so what what's the long term plan? Do you just continue to um, open breweries and do you want to get like uh, to a certain size or you're like you know, you know we're, we're just really having fun and going at it? Yeah, like, I mean we're having fun, but it's definitely um it's definitely much more with 150 employees. It's it's you know it's stressful and it's fun and it's great and my partners are amazing and we're we're constantly getting better employees and. Um, getting more ideas and having more fun it's just it's it's just hard it's just hard when to you know steering a rowboat's easy but when you have a battleship it's uh you know moving moving on a dime is much harder yeah and so you know being quick and reactive which we were five years ago was one of our hallmarks and and trying to instill that in the employees now and what we're doing is is really hard um, but challenging in a good way right. and uh, I, I think where we are is we we're happy with where we are, um, and we want to see the, how the COVID world sort of ends up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but there's always more things in, involved and more things happening. We, you know, have a project um, in Midtown happening in, in Manhattan, and we have a project somewhere between DC and, and, and New York happening as well in the next you know nine months. Um, so it's just exciting. Yeah. It's an exciting time, and, and I think we're, we'll take a we're taking the summer to to regroup and make sure everything's running right and then sort of attack and I'll, I'll tell you what I dig about it. I was talking to you earlier you sitting here because uh, we have to drink champagne before we have beer um, by the way I love I love Miller High Life the champagne <laughs> of beers I still love that whoever came up with that idea million what dollar idea what a fucking <laughs> genius right the champagne of beers by the way in an era when no one in America really knew what the fuck champagne was we were drinking cold uh, dog it dinner. must be classy though <laughs> but it is classy I still love the champagne of beers um, but um when you look at these bigger brands, I mean, we talked earlier, like you like there's there's off putting aromas and taste in beer mm -hmm. um, that you see. Um, what uh, what are some of those that you could talk about? And people, if they're at home drinking their yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, like, that, like I think people would always be surprised how much beer actually ends down the drain for us. Mm -hmm. um, not because of you know some huge problem, but just because it's flawed, and we feel that if we're charging the amount of money we're charging and we're you know proud of our product sometimes it's gotta you gotta dump it yeah. and you gotta say like, this isn't this is another half um you know whether that's uh diacetyl problems there's a uh you know mercapin which is sort of like a melon flavor mm. there's um 
um, just you know sometimes the beers don't finish where they're supposed to so instead of being seven play-doh like uh, they end up being 12 or something like that, and mm. you're like this is sweet hoppy liquid like I can't sell this right um, you know stuff goes wrong and you and you you know uh, we have an unbelievable head brewer in Brooklyn and in, in Canandaigua and in um, DC guys who have trained with us for a long time who all have been with the company for four or five years and um, you know we trust them when they're like something's off it's like yeah. don't it's not worth a name throw it down the drain like yeah. and we'll make it again right and um, you know I think it's actually funny when we started we didn't dump many beers um, but as we've grown we've realized that like if you're not putting good if you're not putting beer down the drain you're not pushing the pushing as hard as you should and you're damaging this great brand that that collectively people are going oh I don't care I'll take anything that they make because they exactly. make great beer mm -hmm. right um, what um, what is uh, are there any like generic beers that you that you will just drink like I, I i love your beers but like corona on a summer i mean it's water to me i will knock back corona and i it just taste like like I mean, hard it's there, like seltzer yeah it's the hard seltzer of beer for me there's not i mean i love i'm a i, I tend to drink whiskey i love i love mm. a good whiskey i love champagne mm. um but in in terms of beer like you'd be surprised when when we have a staff outing we buy two cases of that the the rot house which i we have right, a collab yeah, with yeah and then uh we probably buy two cases of, of uh or, or what really goes over well are the magnums of high life the people <laughs> people love that and you're like oh that's what we drink and yeah. it's fun and and you know we we when we're out partying and having fun with our friends we don't want 10 percent beers we want four percent beers and we yeah. want to have fun and um i think that's where we still have a lot of fun in the industry and we're like super excited to like start making these lower ABV mm. beers and these pilsners and lagers that people are excited about yeah. and people can drink. You've done an amazing job of capturing that idea of fun because I looked at the labels and people kept, I kept hearing the name, the name, the name, and then started drinking the beers and I fell in love with them because of that. And that's why they're sitting in our office and thank you again for your generosity. Is there anything that you've guys done experimental wise? I know you were just talking about dandelion greens upstate, lilac and stuff. Is there anything you've done like that you thought was really bizarre and weird that worked or you're like, I'm not sure if that's gonna work. On the, the forefront. Th there will always be a beer called Debbie Downer, which was a white chocolate <laughs> IPA with mango in it. And um, that will Holy always be the bane of my days. We like literally canned that's it. That's hilarious. Put it in the can and we're like, yo, we can't sell this. <laughs> we can't sell this. Like, and we're like, it's not that bad. We're like, this is terrible. Uh, so oh, we actually, oh, I got to tell you, the name covers you. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we uh, that beer was probably like six years ago at this point. And we we're like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. Uh, we dumped that beer, tried it again. But um, uh Things that we've done poorly. I mean, <clears throat> Debbie Down is great. Yeah, I was, to, yeah. But you, but you're going to do a dandelion? Is you were yeah, saying? Yeah. So yeah. upstate, we have a, a, a brewer, a Felipe Higgins, is our brewer up in uh, Finger Lakes, and um, he does an amazing job. And his passion when he went up there was he wanted to do wild beers. So we do um, during the winter we brew spontaneous beers. We a thing called a cool ship, which basically looks like a a metallic kiddie pool, and you fill it with beer for the night when, right. the, when it's between uh, 35 and about 50 degrees. Right. You, you fill it up with your wort, you let it sit overnight, and the natural yeasts and bacteria get into it, and then we ferment it. And, um, you know, usually one, two, three years later, um, you release it, and uh, they're sort of a lambic style. Um, and we have ones that are coming out this year that are dandelion-flavored, lilac-flavored, um, raspberry. They have a special kind of raspberry up there called black caps or black raspberries. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just having fun with it. It's uh, We're, you know, really impressed and always amazed by what our employees want to do like we created something um you know matt sam and i but we're like amazed at where these these guys and the, at least the staff where they want to take it and it's exciting it's, right. it says how much you 
kind of take care of them. That um, I, you know, uh, uh, T. Edward is a, our, our wine company, and we listen to everybody. I want to hear everybody's opinion about what we should be looking at. What should we be tasting? Should we be doing ciders? Should we be doing, you know, uh, pear and Gewurztraminer ciders from Switzerland? Mm-hmm. Or like, um, you can't grow and keep doing things interesting mm-hmm. unless you're always trying to think way ahead of the. And, that, and that's one of the things that we really <clears throat> tried to learn over the last. The last growth spurt we have with opening DC, um, we realize it's hard to be part of the day to day and look forward. Mm-hmm. So we we really try to get much, keep getting hiring better people and better people that push us up and push yeah. us to direct the company in the direction we think where the where that innovation is and where we can really adapt and utilize the staff and um, you know do cool stuff. Yeah, like we, that's that's the end of the day. We want to do cool shit and yeah. like that's it. Yeah, I mean the smile on your face is all about the fun and you look at the labels that make you smile. Um, we're at the part of the show where I ask people, so you had a dream and God said to you, hey man, um, we're going to take you. I'm going to give you one last day on the planet because we need a badass brewery in heaven <laughs> and we like your labels. So on your last day, what would you eat, what would you drink, and what would you listen to music-wise? So you did ask me this question before, so I've been thinking about it the <laughs> okay. whole time. So every stutter was I was thinking about that in my head. Um, what I would listen to is... Uh, I'd probably take two choices. I'm an indie rock fan. Okay. And um, I would. Yeah, either, one song though, because God's taking you. Go to the. I would. I would probably say, oh man, I would say it's Wolf Parade, and then a song called All Believe, which is a uh, um, probably when I was like just coming out of college. It was like an indie rock okay. revolution with that and Arcade Fire and all these guys, and it was a uh, great memories and going to this kind of show. I went all these shows with them, and it was Wolf that was great. Parade? I've never heard of these. It was I know super Arcade indie. Fire. Yeah. yeah but arcade. It was. It was yeah. like. Arcade Fire was like we need an opening act, and these were the guys. So <laughs> okay. like that's they're they're great. Um, okay. Um, and then what would I eat? I, I don't. I mean, it, 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 I guess it vacillates between that hamburger and like that foie gras, you know. But yeah. I, I would probably go back to like, um, I, there. I don't know if you've ever been to um, Madrid and the, the markets there. And there was, mm-hmm. there's always a one of my favorite meals I've ever had there was a um, in sorry in Barcelona and. Um, you know, you go into the the, the market, and uh, you know you want to. They always have a croissant, and they cut the croissant in half and sprinkle uh, sugar on the plancha, and then rub the cr- croissant to toast Ooh. it over that. And it's this caramel croissant with a with a cafecito. Was my that okay. probably would be that would be my breakfast, and then probably go over to like San Sebastian and just you know feast on the sea for okay. the for the night. And then uh, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Um, I, as, as you know, my, my champagne addiction you, is, is, you, you, is why yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have a talk. There's a three people in the other room who are going to have an intervention when we're done here, sir. <laughs> I, think, I think Laura looks at me and is like, how do you want this much champagne at a brewery? I'm like, just, let, just, just do it. Um, what I would, I would, it would, uh, I, I, it would probably be something I've never had. It would probably be like the Etchazo or, or, you know, some okay. of these things that I've never tried and always heard about when I could just be like, you know what? That was fun and uh-huh. call it a day. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so, how do people find you um, if they want to come by and uh, do a visit? And your give us your website. Sure, it's www.otherhalfbrewing.com. We have locations in, as I said, in Canandaigua, upstate New York. We have one in Brooklyn, on in south of Carroll Gardens in Red Hooky, Red Hook area, and then we have one in Washington D.C. And then you know, just take a look at our Instagram is the most is has the most information. That's other half NYC. Um, or other half FLX or other half DC. Um, any of those, we have 
so much information that goes through there for our social media um, to our pop-ups. We're doing pop-ups in Rockefeller Center and oh, up cool. in Monroe, New York, and uh, out in Long Island. We constantly have something going on on weekends. So if, if you know, or just email info at otherhalfbrewing.com, yeah. I will probably answer it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> also, I'd love to, if you, if you go on your Instagram, they can see the labels. You can see everything. Yeah, very, yeah. Oh, and, your, and your website's great. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, thank you so much for being on DOTJ Podcast. Uh, thank you for donating the beer to Please. the company. Um, you made us all very happy, and uh, we'll see you at the brewery. All right, man. I can't wait. Let us know. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar. <laughs>